good morning, good afternoon, good evening. You're listening to the Thai Expat Daily Show. I'm your host, Kieran Mack, and thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to like this video if you're watching us on YouTube, and please do subscribe. We're also available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, and a host of other podcast players. Now that that's all done, let's jump into today's show. And we'll start off with the daily numbers. Thailand logged 11,252 new COVID-19 cases and 141 more fatalities during the previous 24 hours, the Public Health Ministry announced on Wednesday morning. There were 11,224 cases in the general population and 28 among prison inmates and 17 imported from other countries. The number of new cases increased from the 10,919 announced on Tuesday when the country recorded 143 more deaths. On Tuesday, 13,695 COVID-19 patients were discharged from hospital after recovering from the coronavirus. Again, the numbers are pretty much in and around what they have been for the last week or so. Testing is still pretty low, so I think this is just more active case findings, but certainly not any kind of mass testing. Yeah, and we'll just keep an eye on it as we always do, and we'll move on to the next story. Disease law set for change. The cabinet has approved a draft amendment to the 2015 Communicable Disease Act, seen as a new mechanism to replace the emergency decree in the country's ongoing battle against COVID-19. The state of emergency declared under the emergency decree to facilitate the government's outbreak containment efforts is due to expire at the end of this month when the amended disease control law is expected to be enacted. The Centre for COVID-19 Situation Administration established under Section 7 of the Emergency Decree will technically no longer exist if the state of emergency is renewed at the end of this month. However, in practice, the CCSA will continue to function, although it may have to be transformed into something else after the state of emergency is lifted, Deputy Prime Minister Vishana Krenkam said previously. Speaking after Tuesday's cabinet meeting, Deputy Government Spokeswoman Rachada Dangderek, however, insisted the cabinet had yet to discuss the possibility of renewing the state of emergency when it expires on September 30. When the new law is in place, a body even larger than the CCSA may be established if needed, so it doesn't really matter if the CCSA is dissolved or not, Mr. Wasana said in the same interview. According to a cabinet source, the government is unlikely to begin enforcing the amended Communicable Disease Act by the end of this month as expected, as it still needs to seek parliamentary approval first. Ms. Richada also insisted that the approved draft amendment to the disease control law doesn't grant amnesty to policymakers as feared by some observers. The amendment is aimed at enhancing the effectiveness of disease control and accelerating attempts to contain a serious new outbreak, she said, adding that under the newly amended law, the management of public health emergencies will be separated from that of any other serious emergencies emerging or re-emerging. In case a serious outbreak erupts, the emergency decree will no longer be needed. The amended Communicable Disease Act will be invoked instead, she said. The amended law will also allow new body to be established to direct the fight to contain a serious new outbreak, she said. Now, I'm half expecting the emergency decree to be extended for another month because I don't think they'll have the law in place and passed through the Parliament by the end of this month, the 30th of September, when the current emergency decree expires. 
We also need to understand by giving up the CCSA and the emergency decree, the government will also be losing the power that they had to curtail all these protests that have been going on throughout Bangkok and various other cities around Thailand. They've basically been using the emergency decree to stifle free speech. And with that being gone, they will have issues with stopping these protests because they've been using the fact that it's an emergency decree and we can do whatever we like because of that. So that actually would be quite a positive thing when the emergency decree is put to bed. Unfortunately, the emergency decree was also used to try control the media and the narrative that was coming out from the government and not what was coming out from various other outlets around the country in relation to the COVID-19 and other things throughout Thailand that were important to people. So most people will be delighted that the emergency decree will be coming to an end. Let's pray it's the end of this month, but I do think they might try push it out another month. And our next story, Passenger Processing System to Check Arrivals Health Info. The Advanced Passenger Processing System, APPS, is being upgraded to check incoming air passengers for their health documents ahead of their arrival as the country is set to reopen to international tourism starting next month, according to the airports of Thailand. AOT President Nitinai Surimakakarn told a talk program on Tuesday, a similar system has been in place to single out people with criminal records as a means of heightening border security. The APPS allows customs officials, airports and airline staff and immigration police to obtain the profiles of passengers from their countries of origin. They can check if passengers are blacklisted or banned from leaving a country. Authorities share passenger information and passengers whose profiles are clean will be able to pass immigration checks faster according to the AOT. Now the system is being used to run checks on incoming passengers for their health certification and whether they meet vaccination requirements. The APPS meets global standards in its capability to verify the authenticity of vaccination certificates. Mr. Nitinai said the system will ramp up the health screening of international arrivals and reinforce its safeguard against the spread of COVID-19 as the country gradually reopens its borders and restores tourism. The pandemic has wreaked havoc on airports and related businesses. The AOT has permitted shops occupying commercial spaces at airports which suffered badly from the slump to defer rental payments. The AOT expects passenger traffic across six airports it supervises nationwide to pick up for next month when key tourist destinations open their doors again. Combined passenger volume at the six airports, Chiang Mai, Mei Fa Luang in Chiang Rai, Phuket, Hat Yai, Sunanabum and Don Muang have dropped dramatically to 15,000 a day from 400,000 in the pre-COVID period, Mr. Nitinai said. Now, the app system. I'm not quite sure that Thai authorities understand that's not exactly how it works. You just can't look up people's health information from another country. Health information is private. A doctor is not even allowed to share health information with the police, let alone a government would ever probably release their health information. And health information is a vaccine certification, whether or not you've been vaccinated and what type of vaccine is private information. And I certainly would never trust the Thai authorities with any kind of information because they have the worst IT I have ever seen in the world. I will come up with a talk about another story later on about some records of 108 million tourists who've been coming to this country that had their documents leaked, by the way, but that'll be another story. So let's just stick on this for a second. The idea that a country in the EU would even consider sharing your health records with the Thai authorities through the system is just nonsense. It's just never going to happen. Now, what they actually are talking about is using another app because I've read this story somewhere else and you would have to submit your information to that app, which would then upload it onto this app system. So you would actually have to voluntarily do that. 
the way people have been kind of talking about data over the last you know year in relation to their private medical records i doubt many people would be too happy to have stuff being left on a server that could be leaked and that's your private information your health information is your health information Unless they can prove that it's 100% secure, I really don't think people are going to be giving up their information too quickly. For example, the IATA pass. Now that's a digital certificate that's only kept on your phone. It's not stored anywhere else. And that's why I think that's a better option in relation to travel, because at least you have control over it. It's on your phone only. You're the only person who has that information. It's not being stored on a server. And for me, the security of your data is very, very important, especially in a country like Thailand, where there is more leaks of data every single week. A week doesn't go by when something has happened in relation to a website or an app not being secured properly. And being honest, I just wouldn't let the Thai government have any of that kind of information because they're just quite liable to leak it in the future. They don't seem to possess the IT skills in relation to this kind of technology. Even a simple app for a COVID-19 vaccination certificate is all done assways. Most of the apps that I've seen that have come from the Thai government do not work correctly. So I certainly wouldn't be on for this. I don't know about you guys out there. Would you be happy for your government to be giving the Thai government access to your health records? Because that's in essence what they would be doing. I'd love to hear your thoughts on this down below. And now for the featured story of today, government delays plan to reopen cities to tourists until November. The government has pushed back plans to reopen Bangkok and some other cities to foreign arrivals until November due to vaccination rates falling short of targets, a senior official said on Wednesday. Officials earlier this month said they plan to welcome vaccinated tourists without quarantine to major cities including Bangkok, Hua Hin, Pattaya and Chiang Mai in October to revive the country's crucial tourism sector. Cities we've targeted have not reached 70 percent vaccination rates and so we have to push out the date to November, Tourism Authority of Thailand Governor Yutasek Supasorn said. Despite being a production hub for the AstraZeneca vaccine, the vaccine rollout has struggled to keep pace, though Prime Minister Prayachana Cha pledged on Wednesday to speed up inoculations. So far, 44% of residents in Bangkok have received two doses, government data shows. Overall, the country has vaccinated 22% of the estimated 72 million people living in the country. Up to now, international tourism has only launched on the islands of Samui and Phuket. The country welcomed 40 million arrivals in 2019, who accounted for more than a fifth of gross domestic product, but this year is targeting 1 million visitors. At least 98% of Thailand's more than 1.5 million coronavirus infections and 15,753 deaths happened since April this year due to an outbreak driven by the Delta variant. So this will come at absolutely no surprise to anyone, though it does make you wonder what they have been doing over the last month or two. Now, they have continued to make these predictions for most of September and August, but surely they would have known the vaccine take up and the vaccine rollout rate. They know how many vaccines they're getting each month. And if they had prioritized it, they would have seen that, well, we're not going to have the 70% that we think we need to be able to do this. But they've kept pushing it out. And now they've made themselves look like fools because they've done nothing but talk about this for month after month. October 1, reopening, reopening, reopening. This is what the world has been saying. I mean, it was even featured on CNN last week. And that's how much talk they have done that in fact it was actually picked up by the international press and media in relation to it. They've no one else but themselves to blame for this. And I doubt, personally, it'll even be November 1. I just don't think it's going to get there. We've said time and time again, these little sealed routes are not what international tourists 
are looking for right now. They are looking to come to the country with no restrictions, be able to enjoy themselves and then go back home. And that's it. They're not looking for the hoard of paperwork you need before you set foot in the country and the abnormal amount of PCR tests that you want to perform on them so that you can bolster your medical industry and keep the big private hospitals in business. All this has to stop. Let's just get down to the nitty gritty, vaccinate the country. When that's done, reopen to tourism and set a proper date and stick to it. And that's where I am on all this and I'll stay consistent. And next, personal details of 106 million visitors to Thailand exposed online for 10 years. Research by a leading cybersecurity firm has revealed that a database containing the personal information of 106 million international visitors to Thailand was left exposed online for a period of 10 years. The unsecured database containing international travel records was left exposed on the web without a password, researchers from Comparitech confirmed. Dates on the records range from 2011 to the present day. Personal information of travellers include a date of arrival in Thailand, full name, sex, passport number, residency status, visa type and Thai arrival card number. Bob Diachenko, who leads Comparitax Cybersecurity Research, discovered the database on August 22, 2021 and immediately alerted the Thai authorities who acknowledged the incident and secured the data the following day. Diachenko surmises that any foreigner who travelled to Thailand in the last decade might have had their information exposed to the incident. He even confirmed the database contained his own name and entries to Thailand. The database was indexed by search engine Senses on August 20th with Diachenko discovering the unprotected data two days later. He immediately took steps to verify and alert the owner in accordance with the company's responsible disclosure policy. Thai authorities acknowledged the incident on August 23 and swiftly secured data in due course. I thought you were obliged to inform people and announce if you had a data breach. It seems like the Thai government may not have actually informed. Well, actually, they didn't inform anybody that, that this had happened. I mean, they're completely in violation of data protection law themselves. But it's no surprise here. They really don't care about people's personal data. I mean, have anybody ever thought when you go to immigration, you know, you fill out all these pages, they photocopy hundreds of your passport, face page and your visas, and you have all the information and you have an inch thick bit. Where does all that paper go to? Where does anything that we give the government end up? They just have this willy-nilly, really couldn't care less about your personal data and what happens with it. Now people say, well, it's only this kind of information. But you could use that information to maybe make a fake passport. Because you have the passport number, you have the date of birth, you have the name, you have a lot of vital information. So things can be used to create maybe fake IDs in your name. You don't know. People can use this information, but as per usual, the Thai government hide it all, say nothing and, and hope nobody kind of tells on them. Well, well, thank God somebody finally did because you know, we finally found out the truth. I think the reason that it's come out a month later is probably because they realized, you know, this uh, Comparitech realized that the Thai government weren't going to tell anyone. And they've suddenly had to come out then and say, listen, we found this breach because it looks like the Thai government had no plans to mention it to anyone, which in my opinion is just disgraceful. Phuket police raid bars in Patong. After bars in Patong had admitted selling alcohol to visitors for over a month, police have moved in to start charging venue operators for breach of the provincial order banning the sale of alcohol. The move flies in the face of the implied permission granted by the Patong police and Patong municipality with bars along Bangla Road open and selling alcohol. It also comes more than a week after Wherewood Kunsumbat, president of the Patong Entertainment Business Association, publicly admitted that some bars were breaking the provincial order but with implied permission from the Patong police. 
According to a report released by the Phuket Provincial Police this afternoon, all police stations in the area have now been ordered to strictly inspect, control and supervise various places in accordance with the measures ordered by the Phuket province, according to the Phuket Provincial Order. As such, officers from the Patong Police Station, under orders by Patong Police Chief, raided the Sweetie Bar on Bangla Road at 10.10pm on Monday night, said the report. Also, according to the same report, officers had learned from the news that the bar was secretly selling alcoholic beverages to tourists. Apparently, Patong police officers had no idea this was happening on Bangla Road until a news report was published. Therefore, Colonel Sujin ordered Patong Police Deputy Chief Colonel Panu Sirakanampat to lead five officers to raid the bar, said the report. The bar was found to be selling alcohol to patrons and the operator is now to be charged for breach, distributing liquor or alcoholic beverages in violation of the Phuket Provincial Order. Of note, according to the report, no other venues were inspected on Monday night. However, last night, Colonel Sujin learned from the news again that another bar, the 21 Bar in Nanai Road, was secretly selling alcohol to tourists, the report continued. This time, Lieutenant Colonel Bukau, also a deputy chief at Patong Police Station, along with four other police officials, inspected the bar at 9.45pm. Officers found the venue to be in breach of the provincial order and the operator was also charged with illegally selling alcohol. Apparently, Colonel Sujin last night also learned from the news that Harry's Restaurant had been illegally selling alcohol beverages to tourists, the report noted. The police and his four accompanying officers inspected the venue and found it in breach of the provincial order. As with Sweetie Bar and 21 Bar, the operator was also charged with illegally selling alcohol. Now, it seems that the police had no idea this was going on in Batong, but actually what's really happened was the Phuket News basically dubbed them in. They wrote an article last week about all these bars being open, and I'm pretty sure somebody read it and was like, this is not uh, a good thing. I mean, I think they were hoping to keep it on the down low and then people wouldn't kind of know about it or, you know, just people wandering by would see and go in and it wouldn't be a big deal. But when you start publishing it, you know, on a newspaper and a website, people tend to see it. Also, there's a a lot of idiots out there. I've seen on Facebook lots of people discussing being on Bangla Road and going to different clubs and bars and posting photos and even on TikTok posting full videos. Actually one of those bars that was raided I saw a girl on TikTok post a video from there two nights ago with the place packed with people partying having a great time enjoying themselves and then two days later their clothes raided and probably won't be open for quite a while. So maybe they might have to thank that lady on TikTok who had been posting videos of the establishment. I mean, to be honest, I'm not in favor of all this nonsense anyway. I think the bar should be open. If this is the sandbox model they're talking about, they want to entice tourists then everything on the island should be open. And that should be the actual model, not the model of come on in. By the way, nothing is open when you get here and we have strict health and safety rules in relation to COVID-19 and you really can't do that much. But anyway, I feel sorry for some of these bar operators too. I mean, they've been basically closed since April of this year. It's five months now. It's just way too long. And you know, there's no governmental support in terms of money to help out these guys. It's just, you're shut, that's it. By the way, you're not getting anything from us. And that, that to me now doesn't sit well either. And next up, the Phuket News. Phuket reported 256 new COVID infections in the past 24 hours. Two of them were from the Sandbox program. Over the past seven days, Phuket has recorded a total of 1,676 COVID cases. We had 289 international arrivals through the Sandbox scheme, all tested negative for COVID on arrival. They arrived on four flights, one Cathay Pacific, one Emirates and two Singapore Airlines. 
715 travelers tested negative for COVID during their second and third test, with one testing positive. According to the TAT News, Phuket's population has reached 84% fully vaccinated. Since the 1st of July, 35,169 travelers have availed of the Sandbox program. And in other news, Governor lays down rules for Phuket Vegetarian Festival. All Masong spirit mediums and their assistants must be fully vaccinated before being allowed to join ceremonies during the upcoming vegetarian festival Phuket Governor Narang Wunsi has announced. Army sets up food kitchen for Rawai sea gypsies under lockdown. The 4th Army region of the Royal Thai Army set up a food kitchen at the Rawai Pier Bridge yesterday, September 20th, to provide food to the Rawai sea gypsies community that have been under enforced lockdown since September 15th. And finally, new Phuket anti-COVID campaign in full swing. Nine teams of medical staff under the newly formed Phuket Comprehensive COVID-19 Response Team, Phuket CCR, began their intensive screening of communities across Phuket with the goal of testing 25,000 people within three days. But ultimately, with this story or anything else that stood out to you today, I'd love to know your thoughts in the comments down below. Because yes, this is a new show, but it's also a conversation. Now keep that conversation going. Make sure you like this video, subscribe to the channel, share the video, and do all the good stuff that does help that YouTube algorithm. But ultimately, my name is Kieran Mack. You've been listening to the Thai Expat Daily Show, and we will see you next time.